0: Not Adolf Hitler, not the Luftwaffe, or a Nazi landmine, oh no, a little mouse is all it takes. The men were still laughing when the crash came, right above them as though a lorry had driven right through the wall. And in the sudden shocked silence that followed it, even as her ears sang, even as she waited for the click of a detonator, for the explosion that would blast them all to smithereens, Katie could hear the mouse. "'still scratching at something under her bed. "'A moment later, the hurricane lamp fell to the floor "'and plunged the cellar into darkness. "'It seemed to Katie as though all the men started shouting at once. "'She could hear her father's voice telling them to put out their cigarettes. "'She could hear swearing as they bumped themselves on crates and barrels. "'She could hear someone panicking about gas. "'And above it all, she could hear her mother, "'only inches away, screaming her name. Katie Are you all right? Katie, where are you? Chapter One Gripping the narrow counter, Joyce Carter winced as the Women's Voluntary Service Canteen van was rocked by another explosion. The air inside the van was already thick with smoke, and now the sharp smell of burning was creeping through the side serving flap, making her wonder if there would be anyone left out there to eat the sandwiches she was laboriously preparing. It was a warm night, even for September, and with the water boiling in the urn for tea, the atmosphere inside the van was stifling. Already, she could feel the sweat pouring off her. The spreading knife was slippery in her hand, and she wished she could stop for a moment to wash her face. But if she did, Mrs. Trugarth would be bound to catch her, and then she'd feel guilty. Mrs. Trugarth never stopped. Behind her, brushing bottoms, her daytime employer, Mrs. Rutherford, was fighting with the tea urn, grunting as she tried to swing it onto the counter. Do you need a hand? Joyce asked over her shoulder. After a year of charring for her, she'd come to like Mrs. Rutherford. She wasn't a bad sort, even if she was a bit lardy-dar. It was her who had persuaded Joyce to help on the W.V.S. canteen. Joyce smiled to herself. She still couldn't get used to the idea of a smart, well-dressed woman like Celia Rutherford serving tea and sandwiches, war or no war. "'Bloody thing!' Celia Rutherford muttered now, throwing a quick guilty glance in Mrs. Trugarth's direction up at the front. Luckily, the noise outside was such that the other woman hadn't heard her lapse. Celia touched Joyce's arm. "'I wonder if you could just slide the mat underneath, Mrs. Carter, if I lever it up slightly?' The handleless urn was scalding hot, and extremely heavy, and their curses became rather less circumspect as they tried to manoeuvre it into position. A sudden crash, a burst of shouting and a scream made them pause in alarm, and in that second, something exploded so close by that the serving flap lifted right up, drawn by the shockwave, allowing them a glimpse of their surroundings, the burning buildings, the jagged scar of a fallen roof the black figures scurrying about, the distant red sky reflecting in the water gushing down the road. Over it all, they could hear the jarring drone of planes, the wail of sirens, the panicked shouting of the rescue workers. For an instant, they could even feel the heat of the flames on their faces. It was like a firework display from hell. And then the flap crashed back, shutting out that terrible pink light, jerking the urn, splashing boiling water on their hands. For a moment, they stared at each other, Joyce square-chinned, red and sweating under her orange turban scarf, Celia Rutherford tall and coolly elegant in her tailored summer jacket and matching skirt. For the first time, Joyce felt truly afraid and could see her fear reflected in Mrs Rutherford's eyes. Then, as the pain in her fingers began to bite, she quickly turned away and grabbed the butter. Here, rub this on, she offered. It takes the heat out. A moment later, Mrs. Trugarth's stentorian voice came from the front. "'Are we ready, ladies? There's people wanting sustenance out there!' Celia closed her eyes for a moment. "'Why are we doing this?' she asked helplessly. "'Why aren't we tucked up at home safe and sound in our shelters?' At once, Mrs. Trugarth's face poked round the door. "Chin up, ladies!' she said bracingly. "'Never forget that the Lord is on our side!' Why the hell doesn't he do something to help then? Joyce muttered sourly.